I'm Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And we are Murder Nerds. What the flock is up? Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Bird Nerds. And if you're new here, we are a weekly true avian podcast covering all that is feathered, winged, and beaked. Joining me on today's flight is my bird of a feather, Ashley. And joining our gaggle today is our producer, editor, and the leader in our V-shaped flight across the sky, Jeremy. Let's give a warm-blooded squawk to them. Tweet, 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 tweet. Tweet, tweet. Oh my gosh. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. As you all know well, each week we ask each other a question to kind of warm up our joints to fly through this episode. And this week's question is... How many puns is that? That's this week's question. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. What is your favorite seed or treat that you find at the feeders? Jeremy, what's yours? Uh, Sunflower seeds. Definitely. Yeah, the best. Wait, to feed myself or Uh birds? Uh Myself? Mm -hmm. Sure. What do you like to to find at the feeders? At the feeders? Um... I, is almonds an acceptable answer? Nope. Uh, do you like peanuts? Do you like... Uh, I don't eat peanuts, really, but yeah, I mean, I like... Nettle? Them. You like uh, black black oil sunflower seeds? I'm going to go with sunflower seeds okay. as well. <laughs> um, I personally like those peanut sh- uh, butter slathered pine cones that are rolled in a <laughs> seed mix. I like the variety of it. <laughs> You know, um, but whatever I don't like, I can just flick off or spit onto the ground. <laughs> that way, the chipmunks or like the squirrels, they can have it. Or if you're lucky, it's some kind of seed that can plant and grow right below the feeder, like sunflowers. I do want to. I do want to thank our listeners. Uh, the tip on actually greasing the bird pole so the squirrels can't get to it really worked out man really appreciate it thank yeah. you so much yeah thank you yeah, now that was cool it's fucking bastards those squirrels man <laughs> always getting our lunch <sighs> all right well today's episode i'm going to be covering a bird that went pretty viral online and no one believed that this bird was real because frankly it looks pretty fake um Some say it looks like a dinosaur. Some say it looks like a Muppet. Whichever way you look at it, this bird is one of the most interesting birds on the planet. And I'm a huge fan. We know. As we are. As are we. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm -hmm. I am. Today I'll be talking about the shoebill. My sources today are Wikipedia, safaripartner.com, the San Diego Zoo website, and National Geographic. Sick. Always a good time. Yeah. National Geographic. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've seen my cousin in there. Yes. Yep. So commonly called the shoebill stork, the shoebill is not a stork at all. It was once thought to belong to the same family as a stork because they share some similarities, but it actually belongs in the same family as pelicans. Yeah. Yeah. The Shoe- sh- Go ahead. The shoebill is a, a beautiful bird. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It's got my heart. For sure. Um so the shoebill is also known as the whale-headed stork, the whalehead, or the whale bill. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not a whale, it's a bird. Yeah, that would be. It's also not a shoe. Yes, this is correct. Or a bill. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. It has a bell. Well, I mean, we don't know their names, honestly. We can't speak. I tried to um, get an interview with Stephen the Shoebill, but he was a little busy. So, gotcha. Uh, Shoebills were potentially discovered by ancient Egyptians, but the first documented occurrence of a shoebill was in the 19th century by John Gold. He was given the skin of a shoebill that was found by traveler Mansfield Parkins. And Parkins found the carcass of a shoebill while exploring the White Nile in Africa. Parkins found the carcass? Parkins. Oh. Found the carcins. <laughs> Not knowing what it was, he skinned it and took it back to gold, an English ornithologist. So ornithology is the branch of zoology. Excuse me. Zoology. That deals with the study of birds, shockingly enough. And Gold was renowned for his bird knowledge. He's a little bird-brained. Even being cited in some of Charles Darwin's work. And Are you keeping a count, Jay? I haven't counted. <laughs> I guess you could say that John Gold was a bird nerd. So shoebills are one of the most unique-looking birds around today. They stand between 4.5 to 5 feet tall. Oh, I didn't realize they were so large. Yeah. I've never seen one in person, just in pictures uh, for pleasure, not sexual <laughs> pleasure. Not sexual pleasure, just normal pleasure. But even though they're so tall, they only weigh about 11 to 14 pounds on average and are covered in plumes of dark to light gray feathers with hints of slate blue. So they're they're really beautiful. One of the most interesting things that I noticed about shoebills is that they have blue eyes and those eyes. Ooh. Yeah, I know. And they're um, more towards the front of their heads. So usually with birds, because they're lower on the food chain and our prey, their eyes are more to the sides of their heads so they can see in, you know, a, a better area mm-hmm. of width. But um, but with shoebills, they are nearly all the way to the front, meaning that they are more of a predator. And I think this makes them look far more cartoon-like and animated and human. And some people find this look, like, sinister. Right, which is why people sometimes think that they're fake in pictures and yes. stuff. Yes, yeah, for sure. I think they're adorable. They're so cute. I mean, I didn't realize they were so tall. That's pretty intimidating. But Yeah, yeah. The very obvious feature of a shoebill that catches people's attention is its bill. And it has a very odd bill, very thick and large. Its shape and color, a very pretty shade of yellow, almost like a yellow wood, kind of, is what it's mm-hmm. giving me. Um, it kind of looks like a wooden shoe, like a clog. It does resemble a pelican, a pelican's you know, look a little bit. Yeah. They're, I think. They're gullet. They're yeah. Gullet Except stomach. for, does a, Google, now Google. does a shoe bills expand and contract the way a pelican no, does? it does oh, not. Okay. Um, their bills are made of keratin, which is what human hair and fingernails are made out of. Now, the feet of the shoe bill are large. They're about six to seven inches Across. This helps the shoebill catch prey and stand in marshy grounds easily. They also have very long, dark legs that allow them to stand high above the water. Shoebills live a very long life. In the wild, they average about 25 years. Woof. Yeah, I know. It's pretty long. And in captivity, they have been known to live up to 35 years. So for a bird, yeah, this is extremely long. And since their lifespans are so long, they don't sexually mature until around three years of age. 
So shoebills live a really solitary life. They don't usually interact with other shoebills until it's mating time, which occurs during the dry season, to not disturb their nests. They build their nests in completely isolated areas. They are very territorial, and they can lay around um, anywhere from like one to three eggs at a time, usually around two eggs. Heat becomes a huge problem when it comes to the survival of the shoebill eggs. If it gets too hot, the eggs can overheat and then they can die. And so to combat this, the mother will fill her beak with water and then pour it over her eggs to like oh, shower them. Yeah, them that's down. nice. It doesn't need to con- expand it because it's already like its own thing. You're like going it's own... under. It's over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> When the shoebill is a chick, it's very common for the babies to fight and kill their siblings for survival, which is really distressing because there's only one to three. Yeah, that's crazy. That doesn't seem very, like, um, biologically smart to be, like, instilled in, like, their genetics. That's weird. Yeah. Shoebill chicks at hatch have normal small beaks and they're silver, but it's not until around 23 days old that they start to grow and thicken up and begin to change into a more yellowy color. They grow rapidly. By 43 days old, they are nearly fully developed. The whole bird or just the beak? The beak. Whoa. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Shoebills normally stay pretty quiet. The only time they make noises are when they are in mating season, which the males make a bill clattering noise similar to a machine gun. And this sound is loud and jarring. They also will make um, noise when they are protecting their nests, which has been said to sound like a high-pitched whine or a cow mooing almost. And baby shoebills also make a noise when they're hungry, which sounds like a human hiccup. So I'm going to include some of those noises here although they don't fly much or for long periods of time the shoebill has a huge wingspan their wingspan averages eight feet long that's huge yeah that's crazy four feet tall eight foot wingspan i did not realize yep I literally said that is nearly double their height. That's crazy. The math is just there. (laughs) So many numbers. The maths. When they do fly, they fly for short distances and at an extremely slow pace. Not the slowest flyers, but they still fly only at around 30 miles per hour. Three? They can, oh, I was like, they can stay up there and go that slow? 30. 30. Found in only one part of the world, shoebills live naturally in the marshes and tropical swamps of eastern Africa. They usually hang out in the areas of water that's not oxygenated very well. Within these bodies of water um, live some of the shoebills' favorite food, which is a lungfish. Now, lungfish are fish with like an eel-like resemblance. They grow up to four feet long. And uh, like the name states, lungfish are able to breathe air. Crazy, right? That's really cool. Yeah. When lungfish go to the surface to breathe, shoebills are able to snatch them up right then and there. Shoebills also like to hang out around alligators and hippos. When the alligators or hippos swim through the water, the fish flee and are forced to the surface where they become easy targets for the shoebills lunch. 
Shoe bills are large, but considering how lightweight they are and how wide their feet are, shoe bills are often seen standing right on top of the vegetation that grows on top of the marshes, and their movements are real slow and fluid when they're even moving at all. And paired with their gray coloring, um, they're often thought to be statues just out in the middle of bogs. Pretty cool. So, Very cool. Yeah. Due to human interference, of course, and industrialization, the bogs and marshes that the shoebills tend to thrive in are slowly becoming obsolete. This is leading to the shoebills becoming slowly more and more extinct. There are reported to be around 3,300 to 3,500 shoebills left in the wild. There are only a few instances of successful breeding within captivity, um, so if we aren't careful, shoebills will be one of the next animals to become extinct. Yeah, they kind of look dinosaur-like. It's probably yeah. about, about that time, unfortunately. Stop that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if we don't get our shit together, it's kind of inevitable. Yeah. <clears throat> the shoebill is one of the top five most sought-after birds for traveling bird watchers to find. Some people even go to the extent of hiring locals to take them to find the elusive shoebill. In captivity, only about 40 zoos worldwide can say that they have a shoebill in their collection. But if you live in the United States, you can find a shoebill at one of the few locations available in America, the Dallas World Aquarium in Dallas, Texas, the San Diego Zoo in San Diego, California, and Zoo Tampa in Tampa, Florida. See, I thought that that uh, I've been to Dallas. I was in the Dallas Aquarium. I heard. Did that. you see a shoe bill? Yeah. Oh, <gasps> you lucky bastard! I mean, it's you know, it's starting to click now that I remember seeing the shoe bill's like, on my list. Yeah. Hey, you! If Dallas is a beautiful aquarium, it's really coolly, really coolly. It's very cool how they set it up. So if you get a chance to go, I hear the San Diego Zoo is top, like the best zoo in the country, top notch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. If you're a curious little bird nerd and want to see what this beautiful little baby looks like, check out the photos we post on our social media pages. Find us on Facebook by searching Bird Nerds Podcast or on Instagram by searching at Bird Nerds. And if you would like to help the shoe bills monetarily, you can do so by donating to the Murchison Falls Community Ecotourism and Conservation Association or those within the United States who would like to donate can do so through saveshoebill.org. These are not-for-profits and they're led by an incredible human being named Kenneth... Uh, Tomasium, I think. Uh, Kenneth, born and raised in Africa, has dedicated his entire life to wildlife by spreading awareness, monitoring the populations of animals like the shoebill, and helping provide proper guidance on how to enjoy these animals while still keeping them protected and happy. Uh, if you check out shoebill.org, they even have a variety of shirts, sweatshirts, and bags ranging from the really good prices of $14 to $30. Um, so whatever your price point is, you can look like a bird nerd in style while helping save them. And I'll make sure to link the MFCETCA and Save Shoe Bill websites in the show notes. Well, thank you for teaching us more about that um, lovely, tall, very tall bird. Mm-hmm. I love him. There's a lot of really cool birds in the uh, aquarium in Dallas. I had a full-on conversation with one. I got a video I should show you sometime. Nice. Maybe that's where Steve's at. That's why he couldn't do the interview yeah, with you. Yeah, he was too busy talking to Jeremy. Could be. You still text, don't you? Maybe. I knew it. <laughs> we're friends. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be off to Ashley. Hope you're ready. 
Okay, we took a quick break and we're back. I'm going to tell uh, tell you guys about my bird this week. I had a tough time choosing between two wonderful birds found in New Zealand. And they are kind of opposites, even to the point that where one is found in the North Island and one in the South. Um, so I ended up going with the kiwi bird. <gasps> Ooh, fuzzy. Yes, they are the cutest. Um... Kiwi, oh, sorry, my sources are Wikipedia, a live science article by Alina Bradford, um, a Scientific American article by Becky Crew, animaldiversity.org, Department of Conservation uh, website, and animalia.bio. Wow, you said that word very well. Thank you. I wasn't sure if I was going to. Proud of you. The kiwi is a pear-shaped, flightless, nocturnal bird, to which I say, same. <laughs> same. I know your nose is pretty big. <laughs> okay. Um, it is found uh, on the South Island of New, Ze- New Zealand. The kiwi's closest relatives are, oddly enough, the emu and the ostrich. The cassowary. Yeah. And the rhea. Re? Rhea? I don't know. Rhea? Rhea? So there are five different species of kiwi. What? Yes. The rarest being the rawi kiwi uh, with about only 500 birds remaining. <gasps> yes. Little babies. Um, even with the... Do you know what the kiwi's lifespan is? No. Is it long? About a hundred years. Whoa! No fucking way. <laughs> yeah, it's because they can scurry. Okay. Uh, the second rarest is the little spotted kiwi, mm. which is who I would like to talk to you about today. Oh, the little spotted kiwi, um, <laughs> scientifically known as Apeteryx oeni. Sure, sounds great. Uh, was once widespread on the North and South Islands that make up the mainland of New Zealand, but introduced um, outside predators as such as cats, dogs, and um, stoats, uh, uh, reduced habitat, and enormous skin trade saw them decline (gasps) rapidly in numbers and disappearing altogether from the North Island by 1900. The majority population, about 1,200 birds, is on Kapiti Island. The little spotted kiwi is gray with white feathers and also shaggy. It almost looks like fur. The feathers Mm -hmm. do. They're very, like, frayed out. So it comes as no surprise that it's also called the little gray kiwi. The birds also lack a tail and have very pale, very thin legs. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love kiwis. <laughs> They're so cute. They are the smallest of all the kiwis at a whopping 14 to 18 inches in length and about 2 to 3 pounds. Oh, my God. They're so tiny. <laughs> Jeremy, yes. They're like a pocket bird. Put them in your, <gasps> they are like a pocket Put them in your little... Bird. Carry on, you know, like you would a little puppy. (laughs) Okay. The adorable birds mostly find their food on the forest floor, 
scurrying around eating worms and beetle larvae, larva, larvae, uh, caterpillars and spiders. I need him for my yard. <laughs> so cute. Um, but this kiwi also eats fruit, uh, fallen fruit from the hanau tree. They also eat berries, other fruits and leaves, really anything um, worth nutritional value to them that they can find on the forest floor. They're going to eat it up. Do they eat kiwis? I hope not. That's cannibalism. No, kiwi fruit. I know. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. I bet do. if they could find a kiwi fruit, um, Has they would eat Has anybody ever it. fed a kiwi a kiwi, you think? Absolutely. Oh my I God. would hope so. I would really hope so. Uh, with their tiny size, the little spotted kiwi is no predator. Since they are nocturnal, they spend most of the day resting in their burrow. When they come out at night, it is time for foraging on the forest floor for food. <laughs> alliteration. Like beer, alliteration. Um, they do not have great eyesight, so they rely on their keen sense of smell to seek out food. They use their sharp little talons and long beaks to, like, scratch and dig up the soil to to find like worms and stuff and beetles that makes me sad that their eyesight's bad so they'll never get to see how cute they are oh gosh they, they also don't have mirrors how do you know i guess i don't you didn't research <laughs> good enough <laughs> seriously um when kiwis are not looking for food or sorry when the gray spotted kiwi's not looking for food um they will drop extremely smelly shit piles all over to mark its territory. They're extremely territorial and very solitary creatures. You will see them paired during mating season um, and they are monogamous for life. I know. They're like wholesome in every way possible. Except the smelly poos. Well, yeah. You gotta take the good with the bad. The Um, turd with the bad. (laughs) The turd with the bird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, in the off seasons they will call out occasionally in the night just to communicate with the other um the other birds in the area to let them know like yo this is my territory and also to stay in contact with their mates Uh, mates will often call together in tandem uh just to keep the old flame alive you know (laughs) (laughs) um i have uh, set aside a recording of the kiwi call and we'll have jeremy insert that here Thank you, Jeremy. Lovely. Welcome. During mating season, the little spotted kiwi pair will excavate a burrow together. So teamwork. they're construction workers, yes. too. Oh teamwork makes the dream work. Um, they will often line their burrows with plants for warmth and comfort. Um, the females lay eggs from January to June. Uh, they generally only lay one to two eggs. Then the males will incubate the eggs for 60 to 80 days. I love that band. Incubus. <laughs> Did you get it? 
brain soup. Oh boy. Um, the chicks hatch fully developed uh, and stay. Yes, and stay in the nest for about two to three weeks, uh, not becoming reproductive until about three years of age. So just like the um, shoe bill. Mm-hmm. Their, their lifespan is about 30 to 45 years, the gray spotted kiwi. I was going to say you said 100, but that was the other. That was the, yeah, the other one. So even though the population uh, trend of the little spotted kiwi is on the rise now that people actually care and there's so much being done to preserve this majestic floor potato. <laughs> I was really proud of that one. That's good. Um, they are still classified as, quote, near threatened. Um, they were once hunted for food, skins, uh, a large number being collected for European museums. That was combined with their natural predators of the cats, dogs, and the stoats. Uh, their population was severely low. Kiwis do not make good pets. Um, unlike pet birds, kiwis have zero interest in human interaction. Uh, this isolated bird shies away from human contact, uh, to which I say, same. <laughs> uh, they don't talk, they don't chirp, they don't sing when they're in captivity. It's it's purely territorial, staying connected with their mate, like all instinct. Um, a few fun facts, alliteration, about uh, spotted kiwis. A kiwi's beak is ivory. Really? Mm-hmm. Like an elephant. Yeah, but much smaller. <laughs> um, Thanks for that. <laughs> I was a little confused. Um, so the kiwi is a flightless bird. I think I mentioned that in the beginning. A flightless bird is called a ratite bird, which refers to having a flat uh, breastbone, rendering them unable to fly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The closest relative to the modern kiwi is an extinct elephant bird from Madagascar. Ironic. Elephant bird. And they're... Ivory. Whoa. Well, yeah, that's the closest genetic match to them, so that makes total sense. Did I stutter? I feel like (laughs) I said that perfect. Um, The size of the egg... Sorry, the size of egg the little spotted kiwi gives birth to would be the equivalent to a human woman giving birth to a six-year-old child. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that was cool. That's, that's, a, that's really intense. You really think about that. I love oh. kiwis. They're so cute. There's no anesthesia. No, they just do it. They just do the damn thing. Yeah, but they have a colloquial, so isn't that what it's called? Colloquial? Is the L in there? I don't know. I mean, we are the bird nerds. We know these things. <laughs> We're just playing. You, we want you guys to submit your answers <laughs> and let us know. <laughs> What's your favorite bird, bird nerds? Jeremy, do you have a favorite bird? Uh, I do. But yeah, I you can't. told us last week. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a couple weeks ago. Do you want to... Let the bird nerds know. I can't remember the name. <laughs> Is it the red-breasted? It's the Andean cock on the rock. Thank you. There you go. Are the red-breasted blue-footed boobies? I was going to say that one next. Mm-hmm. I just like to go out. Just a quiet afternoon. And just me, my little cantina. 
and some binoculars and spend some time just watching. Are we going to do the big year next year, guys? The what? Oh, the big year. It's like a bird watching thing that people do every year. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. They travel all over and compete. There's actually a movie about it. Uh, Jack Black and um, Owen Wilson. Wilson. I don't know if it's Owen. It's one of the Wilson. It's the blonde one with the that's with Owen. the nose. Yeah, that's, that's Owen. Um, <clears throat> they. It's actually a really cute movie too that they do. Uh, Steve. Irwin. Something's in Carell. No, um, twelve kids and counting, or did uh, Martin? Th- yes, Steve Martin. Yep, he's in it too. It's a good movie. Cheaper by the dozen, not twelve kids 12 and counting. Kids. That's the Duggars. <laughs> <Kids and counting. laughs> um, <laughs> that's the Duggars. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's this week's episode of Bird Nerds. Uh, let us know what you think. I'm curious. Are you curious? I'm a curious little bird. Mm-hmm. I want to know. How I'm did you feel? I'm a curious cat. <gasps> oh, no. <gasps> no. <laughs> Arch enemies. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Murder Nerds Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram. You can find uh, it's at Murder Nerds. And you can find pictures of cute little gray spotted kiwi. Cute so little cute. baby. And the shoe bill. Which is still... I think the shoe is a cute bird. It's well. cute in a different way. Yes. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, check out the links below. Is there an organization, do you know, that helps support? There probably is. I did not. Um, I didn't I didn't take it to that level like you did. You can just lie and say, yeah, I'll, I'll we can link it below in the show. Notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll link that below in the show notes. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> if you've got something that you'd like to tell us. Go ahead and email us at murdnerds at gmail.com. And if you've finished Bird Nerds this week, go ahead on over, listen to all the other incredible podcasts here at Golden Mojo Entertainment. We've got The Call Guys. We've got Golden Image Podcast. We've got the United States of Marijuana. Mar- <laughs> I was thinking America. America. The United States of Paranormal. <laughs> Soon to be back, the Indiana Chiefs fan. They're taking a quick hiatus for uh, off-season. And on Fridays, a court of books and booze. So go ahead, give them a listen. Go give them a like. Go give them a follow. Right alongside, if you haven't already, Murd Nerds. Um, And that's it. And we'll see you again next week. Yeah. If you liked this episode, come back next week. Yeah. We might have another surprise (laughs) for you. Until next time. Chirp, chirp.